would like to discuss is there's an election going on. We're not going to. By the way, as a clergy, as a 5013C, it's prohibited for me to endorse a candidate. I could lose my 5013C status. You know that? Yes. You cannot promote a candidate. I didn't know that. Okay. From, pulp, from the pulpit. We won't tell. Okay. So I'm not going to mention it. But as a rabbi, you're going to lose 50% of your congregation in any way, no matter what Probably you say. Probably 70%. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, the, the question is, this is it's just an interesting question. It, it's relevant. Relevant in the mayor, the past mayoral race. It's relevant now in the presidential race. But but um, the issue is first of all donating to a campaign, um, publicly supporting someone, voting for someone who clearly in their platform um, has. As I'm coming from the religious perspective, has things that are antithesis that are clearly against the, what the Torah says, Torah's values. Okay, we're not going to get into details. Whatever it could be, abortion. It could be. Uh, Gay marriage. Well, there's, there's a lot of things. I mean, choose your. There's a lot of topics that the Torah has. Six hundred thirteen commandments. So if a candidate openly says something which is against the Torah, the question is: Am I, as a religious Jew, allowed to support the candidate, or vote for either vote for him, morally support him, um, donate to his to his uh, cause? Okay, but I mean, the question is a general question. I'm coming at it from the religious perspective, but it's a question, whatever your values are, if you, you don't have Torah values, can, should you be supporting someone who clearly has what, uh, you know, values that are against your morals? Okay, can you halakhically be supporting them? Doesn't Board of it depend on what the other option stands for? No, but maybe I can't, maybe I can't vote at all. Evils? Maybe I can't, maybe I can't vote at all. Meaning if, okay. if by me, yeah casting a vote or by sending a check to a campaign I am supporting the or I'm showing support and I'm condoning the morals of that person so so is that is that problematic am I assisting them in yes. their in their uh, yeah. quote unquote evil doing yes no question so now so you're saying so it could be we can't vote period <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would still. I, I should Based on today's candidate. I, no, I mean, I for me doing. personally, I think I still vote because I, I, I don't have that much of an issue with it, especially given that we have limited options. And so you're kind of. I find that I'm stuck with voting for often the lesser of evils. Yeah, so listen, they're always going to have some problem with a candidate. But again, from the. the yeah. The question is, right, is it prohibited? Yeah. I'm coming from no, a lot of Literally, can I give money to, to a candidate? I think he's, let's say, the best for Israel, but the guy, clearly, he supports everything right. that I stand against. Okay, everything else in his platform is against the Torah. Mm -hmm. So he happens to be the best candidate for Israel. Can I, can I vote for him? Even though he has other things in his platform which are contradictory to my morals. That's the question. Isn't that a basic question also, in terms of your question, what is a Jew? Is it ultra, does it range from ultra-reformed to ultra-orthodox? Because there are different rules. Yes, that okay, that's what I said. So each one, according to your morals, whatever you ascribe to. Listen, I, uh, I said yeah. the Torah says gay marriage prohibited. I'm sure he disagrees. But he, we I have disagree to discuss, You know, I'm saying right. So, yeah. so, what, what I disagree so with, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I say. We're not going to go into that. No, no. no. I, I, think he, I think I'm the one who disagrees on that. I think he agrees with you as far as oh. um, gay marriage. Hey, whatever. We're not getting, well, I mean, we're not getting into gay marriage. That's not the point. The point is, whatever your morals are, yeah. can you, can I support a candidate who, who again, if assuming you have some base for your morals, you're not just making them up. 
but well, you're right. So whatever spectrum on the on the Torah scale. That's you want. a fair question. In fact, you know, if you believe that God is inside you, can you live with yourself if you vote a particular way? No, I'm saying. Listen, there are some candidates who who might not have any contradictions to to. Right, there may be. I'm saying. I'd like to know who they I are. Think. <laughs> so, so there's, there's a few aspects here I want to touch on because we don't have much time. So one is, um, so there is, there's, there's a, we're going to see in a second, there's a few issues here. One is, there's an interesting concept I found in, in Judaism, which is we have, we're, we're, we have a complex, we brought up Christianity before, whatever it is, throughout the ages, we have a complex, we can't look less religious or less moral than the than the nations than the than the guy and the rest of the nations the, the other religions of the world. So, for example, uh, for take a prime example is polygamy. The Torah permits pro- polygamy. In the Torah, there's no prohibition of polygamy. As a matter of fact, we know Jacob had multiple wives, right? So, so now, what happened at a certain time in society? Um, I think it was in Germany in the 1200s, or I believe, society at large, Christian society, or I don't know if it's Christian or the secular society at the time pro- started prohibiting polygamy. Said it's not good for, for the moral of society, whatever it was. So the rabbis felt compelled at the time in Germany to come out and prohibit polygamy within Judaism. It's purely rabbinical prohibition. As a matter of fact, Sephardim, um, uh, Middle East people who weren't living in, in Europe at the time, they still practice polygamy. Arab societies, as we know even till this day, practice polygamy. Um, so the Jews in Arab countries never accepted that. Prohibition. So when did that in their society, when in Germany did 1100s, that happen? Was um, this a religious edict or was this it was a, a religious edict? Yeah. So what? Why? Why did the, if the Torah says permitted, permitted? But the point is, they they felt compelled. We can't have a Jewish religious society looking less religious, having lower morals than society at large. It's a complex we have. Okay. Um, and we, so there's there's other examples of that. For example, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, me, so that's so polygamy is one example. I found other examples is um, first of all it, it talks about um, it was in Christ, Christ, I think it's Christianity prohibited partaking of an animal. Let's say an animal had a relationship with someone. Okay, this happens in in. Uh, oh, so that's what it means. Mean, don't all animals perform bestiality in the nature of no, no bestiality means the person relationship with a human. To human being. Right. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. So the question is: You so, can eat the so person, but you can't eat the animal. <laughs> so the uh, so the so <laughs> technically, halacha doesn't say there's any. It says there's a problem with bestiality, but it doesn't prohibit you from eating the meat necessarily. Halachically. Are you recording this? Yeah. Are you are? <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, I said I, I gave a disclaimer. So the point is uh, right. So again, since Christian, I think I believe it was Christianity. I don't remember who, um, or some society at large prohibited partaking of that meat. So therefore, Judaism also came out again with a rabbinical prohibition, because we our morals can't look less than the morals of a, of um, of society at large. So that was another another example I found was. Um, Bearing ashes of cremated body. This is a big question. Cremation, according to the Torah, is prohibited. Um, but there's, listen, if someone's cremated, do we bury the ashes? So Christianity, actually, at least I don't know these days, but in the olden times, wouldn't allow to. They also say cre- cre- cremation is prohibited. They wouldn't allow ashes of a cremated body to be buried. Now we can. Now we. We we we. Cremation is okay in Orthodox now. No. 
Hudson's still not? still prohibited, yeah. It's, okay. So it's a terrible sin. And we, the reform movement, I think, permits it, but in Orthodox, traditional Judaism, it says you have to bury, the Torah says, a body needs to go back to the earth. But uh, in order, so I mean, it doesn't say why, but that's what it says in the Torah. Okay, so that's a, just, an, I'm giving just examples of cases right. like that. So basically the question becomes, so now if you have, you know, Christian evangelicals um, fighting certain candidates based on their religious views, okay, so the question is, do we as Jewish religious leaders have to do the same? Do we look bad if we, we're supporting the candidate that's, let's say, uh, I'm giving gay marriage as an example, but I'm not going to get into the issue. Just that, that example. So you have evangelical Christian leaders all saying, we can't vote to this candidate because his platform promotes gay marriage, which is prohibited in the Bible. So now we as, let's say, me as an Orthodox rabbi, can I say I'm going to support this candidate? Because we look like we have lower morals in a certain sense than, than the Christians. Right. Okay, that's question number one. How does that apply to, to candidacy? Uh, so if, if Obama, the Muslim, had been president as he has been for eight years, and Muslim religion authorizes polygamy, then it's okay to do it in Judaism? I didn't say it. I'm not saying <laughs> What I'm saying is, if you have society at large has certain morals which Judaism doesn't ascribe to, Talking about higher morals, not lower. Lower, we never go lower. I mean, we can't erase something in the Torah, okay. such as but why, why, just so because society at large has, uh, you know, allows that. Okay, we're not going to say yeah. that. If you live in a society where murder is permitted, we don't say that. But so so the other way, what we're saying is we, we raise our standards to match society's standards. If Christianity then determined that it was not moral to eat animals, period. I mean, period. And everyone can, and, and it was determined that you can get sufficient nutrition from just fruits and vegetables, etc. That's an example then where potentially we. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a good case, actually, mm. because there's a big thing on it with, with uh, shrita. A lot of people say shrita is not moral. There's mm. a big debate in European society now they want to ban shrita, the ritual slaughter of kosher, mm. because they say you're supposed to, you have to stun it first to relieve the pain. So. Let's say society at large says you can only do this type of, uh, and assuming it fits within Allah, then you're right. We know we have to be as humane as the rest of society. You know, if we're going to look less humane, again, we don't change our standards. We still only could eat richly slaughtered meat. Unless they were able to do it in a more humane way, and society is requiring that, of course, we should raise our standards. Which happened, by the way, with that whole few years ago with Rabashkin, that whole issue. With uh, right, uh, there was that slaughterhouse right. in Iowa that yeah. they they people claimed they were doing subhumane things. Halakhically, there was nothing wrong with what they were doing, halakhically. But the fact is, if you have a society where everyone's more worried about how you treat the dog than their neighbor, so then we have to also worry about that. Meaning, then we you know, we have to raise our standards to meet society's morals. Raise only raise. We're not gonna lower our standards, okay? okay? Just because society goes. So that's that's question number one, which I put down. So the, the, uh, that's so, right, that's so meaning if Christian leaders vocally protest candidates and take these positions, does that create a problem for us to support a candidate that clearly is saying things which are against the Bible? Okay, that even I, we share the same Bible. So if, if they're saying, listen, this guy is is uh, saying uh, it's okay to, uh, I don't know what, what would be a quite uh, a good example, because I don't want to get into the homosexual issue, I don't want to get into, let's say, to, it's okay to uh, to perform partial birth abortions, okay? So I think we all agree, everyone agrees, even the reform movement agrees that that's problematic, according to Judaism. Okay, so so let's say you have a candidate saying they support partial birth, 
birth abortions. Okay, so and the Christians, everyone's screaming about it, but we as Jews are going to support that candidate. So that's does that create a problem as a, for the Jewish community and for Jewish religious leaders? Does that meaning in, in that sense? Okay, that's that's it. Or what I put as the other side of the coin is maybe it's clear that's because of the support for Israel. If everyone understands, I'm only supporting this candidate not because of their views on abortion, but I'm supporting this even though the views on abortion I have a problem with. But I'm supporting this candidate because they're the best candidate for for Israel. So if it's obvious to society, so maybe it's irrelevant what their views are on abortion. That's the two sides of the coin. Mm. Okay, so now that, that's one issue. Issue number two, which I think is this is something I, I had no idea until a few years ago that this exists. There's actually a prohibition, according to most uh, halakhic authorities, um, we're talking about in the, from the Talmud, and they, some of them understand it's a biblical prohibition, and it's a very scary thing, known as flattery. That means to flatter someone who's evil, meaning to make it, you know, to put your arm around them and to praise an evil person is a prohibition, biblical prohibition, okay, which is a big problem. Because you're endorsing them and their behavior. Yeah, and forget about candidates. I mean, you do. We do this all the time. Yeah, a client right, right, comes right, in and right. you know this guy uh, ripped off. Uh, you know, I had, I, you know, what do you what do you do? You have to act. That's first of all, you want their business. So you're kissing up to them. But these people, these are evil people. It happens in business all the time. Yeah, it happens in politics for sure all the time. So no, it's meaning if you know someone, you know that right, you have. Uh, Client who who just you know stole was, did a Ponzi scheme or whatever the case was, right? Who has uh, a sordid past, but doesn't coming to you as a client and something else unrelated case. So you're gonna or or as the president so, of a shul or being so on the federation the board, thing. right? Matt, being on the federation board, this uh, has I'm sure has come across your table. So you have someone who's ready to give a donation, but there these are people who. You know, the, who have questions, check it bet. So where do you draw that line? Because what, what if you've got someone who they themselves, um, you have an issue with the way they conduct themselves, right? Perhaps it's in business. And they have a loved one who passes. And do you, and you know them from the community, but do you then make a contribution in memory of their loved one? Um, or who, do you, or you refrain from person, that the, because the of this prohibition? The, who was the evil person? The loved one or the, the guy who died was? No, the child, the, yes, the, the you adult you're child. Not, uh, you're, just doing, you're, you're not doing anything for them. You make a contribution in that, a third, to a third party in, in memory of that person. So the question is, can I, do you, can I but, but, get but up? Do you, do you, though, because I think that to some extent, so, if you make the contribution and you have an acknowledgement sent to the living child who is morally challenged, okay, right? Is that some way showing in some way showing that you don't take issue with the way no, they so behave? That, I don't, I don't uh, hear a problem. Listen, you're giving it to a third party. If you're giving it to them, if you're sending flowers to them, I mean, I that might be so. different. Meaning, if I'm sending a flower and saying how great you are, okay. or you know, I come to the house and I say, well, you know. I love you, and this, you, you know everything you've done. It's such a great memory for your father. That's we're talking about flattery. This this was relevant by the end of fest. I with Beth Israel, or he had. A, I told you I met with him. He wanted to speak for me, and and I, everyone told me not to let him speak. Beth Israel took him. Now he's speaking he's in speaking the JCC. JCC and he's speaking in a hundred Jewish men. So that becomes the issue there. Meaning, this guy at one point in his life he was evil. Question is where he is now. So can we get up and introduce him, as Rabbi Lyons did in the synagogue, 
right, introducing Andy Fast, saying he's an unbelievable guy, great guy, we love him, it's great for the Jewish community. That's where this question comes in. You have someone who destroyed a lot of lives. Clearly, it was, again, everyone can repent. If you know he repented and he's in a different place, that's something else. But we're talking about someone, well, let's say you know, and I, I'm not accusing Andy, I don't know where Andy Fasto is, I still can't figure it out. That's why I haven't worked with him. He, he wants to work with me, but I haven't worked with him yet. But I'm saying that's just an example but of isn't there of an this important difference issue? between um, endorsing the behavior of someone or showing support for, for somebody who hasn't acknowledged guilt and hasn't been um, right, so reprimanded by society. That's the question. Somehow. Well, if you again, right, if, if you're not if sure if if he did repent, you know, and you know he's in a different place now, so that's something else. Then he's in, and I don't. He's no longer evil. Listen, everyone can change their life. Right. The question is if if he hasn't, he's clearly still stating. You know, well, but, but so that, then it becomes an issue. Well, can I? Introduce him, flattering him, but, saying but how who, great it is. How are we to determine? I, mean, we just, I, I don't think he was introduced with flattery. I mean, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, uh, let, let me just you tell there, you. You were there. I was there. Yeah. Oh, let, me, let me just tell you that if the I'm, not, I'm not. I'm no, just no, no, trying no, no, to explain that without getting. We weren't either. I mean, I'm not being defensive. I'm just explaining <laughs> that we weren't endorsing the man. What we were trying to do is we were trying to 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 bring out another viewpoint of someone who had done evil that had basically repented, okay? And, we don't know you know, and, and had, you know, and, and, and how ethically challenged he was during the particular time so he can give the viewpoint so we would know, basically, so we could have knowledge. So it has nothing to do with endorsing him. As a matter of fact, had we had to pay him, we probably wouldn't have done it. He did it, he did it, you know. Yeah, well, I think he's trying to change his image. I don't want to get, we don't have to no, get into the particulars of him per se. But endo endorsing, endorsing. You're right, having him speak is not the issue. The issue is when, how you portray him. Do we portray him as this big tzaddik who is, you know, who now is a great guy? Or do we portray him for what he is? That's the question, meaning yeah. it's, it's a question of flattery. That's how I put it. Um, so flattery, just to define flattery, flattery uh, the, the Talmud says that flatterers are one of four types of people so then those who are unworthy of greeting the divine presence, okay, based on the verse, it's a, and it's, again, uh, based on the verse in the Torah, which says, for a flatterer shall not come before him, okay? And then there's another verse, which I quote here in B, which says, the, there's a verse in um, Numbers, it says, do not corrupt Shechbifu in the land in which you dwell, for the blood will corrupt the land, the land will not be cleansed of blood. The, the word corrupt is really flatter, I mean, it's the same word, corrupt and flatter, is the same word in the Torah, and and the the point is, um, well, that's really the question. Meaning, why why is it so bad to flatter someone who doesn't deserve? We're not talking about plain flattery. We're not talking about flattering your mother-in-law, who you know you say she looks great in the dress, which right she weighs three hundred pounds. That's not what we're talking about. That that's mm -hmm. that flattery is of course permitted. Isn't <laughs> blood the, isn't when, blood the same as flattery? Or sorry, not corrupt, but. The flattery is the same as blood. No, the, for the, flattery the, 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 the Torah is saying, the, meaning the, here, this context here is murder. We're talking about letting a murderer off the hook by saying, oh, he's not so bad, what he did. That's really the context here. It's using the word for flattery, and, and from there, this, uh, as they put this, if we explain, this verse is referring to mitigating a murderer's punishment or letting him go because he's a powerful person. Right, so when someone, this happens in, our, in all justice systems, that people are powerful, we, let, we give them more leeway. Right, they have more connection, right? They, they have connections in the system, whatever it is. And therefore, many times we'll let them off the hook for something they shouldn't be let off. So that's, that's what this verse is referring to, which is a form of flattery. Okay, fl flattery meaning you're saying, oh, listen, he's really such a, he's done so much good for society. We'll let this one slide. 
right? That's what happens in many, in many cases. So that's what the Torah is saying is prohibited. But we expand it not just to murder, to all issues of justice, meaning it's prohibited to, f- to f- quote-unquote flatter someone um, if they did something wrong, even in, 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 all, in all issues of unjust, okay, not just murder. So this is a real issue for, for charities. Because I think well, that charities, many, many sure. charities... Yeah, when you many, have dinner and you, you honor a guy, right. Mm. Right. It's a, right, so where... Because, because, often, because often people being honored or people who have given generously... Not always, obviously, but often as people who have given generously, and often, unfortunately, people who give generously are doing it um, to some extent, perhaps, to compensate for things that they've done that they shouldn't have done. They were immoral, right? Uh, that's not that's always the general, case. Yeah, it just ha- it happens that way, right? We know it happens. Yes. Sometimes people do bad things, and they think, okay, well, if I give if I give a lot of money that I've earned through. Right. my corrupt ways so well, again it's only the, the issue is only if they're still corrupt if they're repentant on their past ways and that's why they're giving the money that's that's something else and then the issue is only if they're still in that corrupt stage if they s- publicly say that listen I, I feel terrible what I've done and I, you know I want to make amends of course that's a good thing I'm not saying you shouldn't making amends Shuva is a good thing and just it's when they're still in that same stage of life that's where it becomes an issue but it happens many times, yes, no question, at, uh, at events, at charitable events, where they're honoring someone who, who shouldn't be being but honored. I think the issue Everyone is, knows yeah, they're only calling him up there because of his money. Right? Yeah, I'm not he sure that all these charities event. go through the process of thinking vetting. about, uh, yeah, properly vetting whom no, they're honoring. Well, they have to. Uh, I mean, any good charity will. But are you <laughs> saying, Yossi, that if, you've, if you've, you've paid your debt to society through sitting through the sentence that the court's imposed on you and you repent, those two yes, things. Yes, you need to have remorse about what you've done yes. and publicly state it. Yes, then then you can take your place in society and you shouldn't be further punished by society. Yes, I am saying that, that's yes. for sure. But that's, so I'm, what I'm saying is the issue here is when someone is still evil, yes. can I then be yeah. supporting him publicly right. or showing him, shaking his hand, hugging him or like you're saying, honoring him at a dinner. This was a big story when um, that guy who died in the car accident, that lawyer, that his name was, the attorney, he oh, made his money yeah. suing all the doctors. Yeah, um, he put his name on the... Oh, Quinn. Uh, Quinn, right. So he put Quinn. his name on the... In the medical center, he put his name on the Quinn Towers and many doctors resigned I think in St. Luke's. Many doctors that work in St. Luke's said, listen, when, if you name that building a Quinn, we are leaving St. Luke's. And he did. There's something like 60 doctors signed the thing and I they left. I didn't know about that. Because he made his money suing physicians. Uh, you know, that's how he made <laughs> that was, so, I mean, that was, I'm just saying that's an example of, of listen, I don't know if that's even maybe suing physicians is a good thing. But, uh, but the point is, so, right, so he was, and he was honored at the Holocaust. And he was, uh, many gave a lot of charity. So what, what, is that a problem? Listen, I'm, we're just taking his money. We're not saying, we're not condoning his acts. Let's say his acts have nothing to do with money per se. Did something, you know, cheated on his wife, whatever. There's other, there's many other things that evil that people do. It's not necessarily related to money. If if it's related to money, that becomes a whole other. Can you take money that was ill-gotten? That is, that's a separate question. Right. That's not the question here. The question here is just courting honor, seemingly sh- supporting this person when he is an evil person. That's the question. So it's not a question of how he got his money. If he got his money, that's a whole different issue. Can you take money that was ill-got? 
which we'll talk about in a different class. But um, so, so just uh, we don't have much time. Mm. Um, so, so I'll just tell you. So the bottom line is, so what the what I found is there's there are two opinions, as everything in Judaism, meaning everyone agrees it's prohibited. <laughs> Actually, three. But everyone agrees that it's prohibited to 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 talk nicely to. There, there's a prohibition of flattery if someone's evil. The question is, how's that applied? Meaning, meaning is a few. Meaning, is it only prohibited if I flatter his? evil views, meaning if I say, oh, you know, it's not so bad of what you've done. Uh, meaning I get up in public and I, or I, meaning is it only prohibited, or is it prohibited to praise him in, in general in any sense? Because meaning that most people have bad qualities and good qualities. Okay, so without getting into the candidates. Right, so even if the guy, so this guy is an evil person, he has some terrible qualities. But he has some good stuff, right? Even Donald Trump, they say, by the way, he's one of the biggest donors to the state of Israel. And if you saw that. He, um, he, whatever you see, right? He gives major money. He's one of the biggest donors to to Israeli causes. Okay, so now can so there's two issues here. One is can I do I praise him on his on his views that are let's say quote unquote depending on what you what you hold, but let's say they're evil. Is that is only that prohibited? Let's say I'm praising him for his generosity to Israel. Is there a problem with that? Meaning, when we say there's a prohibition of flattery to an evil person, is it a general prohibition? You can't praise him on anything, even on his good qualities? Or is it only praising or kissing up to him and you're discussing his bad qualities? Understand? That's the, that's the two, two opinions. So, um, so the first opinion says, is the, actually, second, the first opinion says, uh, actually, the second opinion says, e- even, which is Rabbeinion, this is again, this is written in the, in the 1100s, he says, even if one praises the wicked man only for his good qualities, which he, ha- which he has, and speaks highly of him in front of people, to inform people's up- uprightness, this too is terribly constructive for when he mentions the good, but not the evil, conceal- and conceals all his wrongdoings, will be regarded as righteous among the listeners. They will grant him honor, empowering him to raise his hand to trend. So meaning there's an issue, he, what he's saying is, you can't praise the person at all. Someone who has is an evil person. So even to pick on Nilke, he has one good thing, I'm going to praise that. It's also say, a problem. Or is it saying you can praise him as long as you also point out the negative? So that's a good question. I mean, listen, if you're calling him out on his negatives, that's fine. That's something else. Then it's clear that you don't support him. You know, But I'm saying the problem is, what he's saying is, so you can't praise him even on his good qualities. The first opinion says, no, it's only if you're Praising him James, for what he's there, done. Is there a way to silence your, your clicks? <laughs> okay, so even on his on his good qualities, you're saying you can't praise him. So the bottom line is, um, which Moshe Feinstein has a has a response in discussing this. He talks about giving an aliyah in a shul. This comes up as a rabbi. If you if you know this guy has done bad stuff, can I give him an aliyah in the shul? No wonder I never get an aliyah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you call the guy up to the Torah? So someone asked this question to Rabbi Feinstein. So he, what he says is, he says, and it's talking about a very big donor of the show, of course. Mm. It's a Jewish question. So, uh, so the question is, do you give the guy a list? So Rabbi Feinstein said, he, actually the question, he says, that you, you, I'll just read it, the last paragraph. He says, when it comes to flattering in a manner that cannot be interpreted as sanctioning his violations and evil deeds, just as praising his appearance. Um, bless you. Bless you. Uh, general wisdom and character traits. It is possible that there is no pro- number C on the, sh- on the page. Okay. He says it is possible there is no prohibition whatsoever. 
even if some exaggeration is made. So what he says is, this applies well to giving him the honor of opening and closing the ark and the like, which is simply an expression of honor that does not give the appearance of sanctioning his misconduct. So he's of the opinion that the only time there's a prohibition is if you actually are clearly sanctioning his misconduct. If you're just giving him a general honor, you know, the guy you give him, you have him open the ark. It's understood. Listen, he's a donor in the show. You're going to have him open the ark. The fact that he is a lowlife in business doesn't mean you can't give him the honor of opening the ark. Okay, because by giving him, his point is by giving, by having, having him open the ark, you're not sanctioning his misdeeds. No. The prohibition, he, say, he says it's not a good thing to do it. Listen, he says, well, he wants to distance himself from the kind of flattery, praise him, but it's not prohibited. The prohibition is specifically when you're sanctioning his misdeeds. If you're just giving, according him, the general honors you accord anyone in the shul, he says that's okay. Okay, so, so that's, a, that's a very important leniency. So you know, it's the same thing. Let's say someone's a candidate, you, you, and you have to introduce him. Okay, or someone's being honored at dinner, and you're just saying, he's a great guy, you know. If you're giving him general praises where you're not specifically wow. sanctioning his misdeeds, he says, he says that's okay. This is a very tricky topic. I mean, there's got to be a fine line. That, you know, it used to be part, may still be part of the Orthodox funeral service, where the person conducting the service says, there's no one who does only good, so you ask God to forgive the deceased their sins. Is it still part of the service? Because there's, there's no person yes, who does only good. Yes, it is. in Hebrew, right. so no one yeah. understands. Yeah, so, <laughs> so who are we to judge? This we ourselves be judged is the one thing, but who are we to judge? Because not everybody gets found out for the. Yeah, for but the this happens a lot. I can tell you, funerals. Uh, the rabbi, yeah. I try not to do funerals, but uh, but uh, it bothers me, and I'm sure it bothers other people too. When you come to funeral, you know this guy was a low life. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone and they're they're yeah, singing his praises so. like he yeah. think the guy was Mother Teresa. Yes, right. So when you, what, what are you doing at the funeral in the first place? He was a, a, a donor. To make sure he's dead. He's a donor. But, but, uh, <laughs> so you know what I'm saying. So it's a problem. What knows meaning? They put him in the donor hole. <laughs> so you know, there is a. I think it's understood at funerals that. Everything they say there is, you know, that's why, you know, depending on how they say, as a no, rabbi, you know, the language, I'm right. About, I'm yeah. talking about the service, the actual prayer, or the, the, right. the service itself. Yes, you always ask forgiveness. Listen, like you said, everyone yeah. everyone has issues they need forgiveness for. Yeah. But the point is, so, that in a certain sense, I don't know if you can flatter someone once they're dead, but it's the same question. Do you get up, and you, everyone knows this guy's a low life, and you're praising him, and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a Oh, but hey, it's an interesting question, though. Can you praise someone once they're dead? Part of the issue is not just... It's, it's not so much the, the message to the recipient of your flattery, it's to the broader public. Right, well, right. Yeah, maybe you're condoning his acts. Yeah, seen, of course it doesn't. I've seen people doesn't make a wreck. You eulogized, you know, they, they were a saint. I mean, yeah, you never hear them say he was a mumser. You listen to this, well, hell, he was a jerk. <laughs> I'm at the wrong funeral. <laughs> I think some of it is done. Exaggeration. Some of it's done. It says you're allowed to exaggerate. I'm missing, I'm missing the meaning here. I mean, we started by candidates, and we're, we're you know, so. No, but it's a general. Yeah, you said you don't want to talk about candidates. But there's no way that you can. There's no way today, you know, in today's world, there's no way that you can that you can agree. I mean, for example, I like Marco Rubio as a candidate. I I don't agree with everything he says. I mean, I don't agree with oh, his views on abortion. Know. Wait a minute. I don't agree with his views on abortion. I don't agree with his views on, on gay marriage, and you know. So, you know, but but I still feel he's the best qualified. 
I mean, when you when you compare when you compare him with all the other idiots that are that are running right now. Do you agree with Hillary's views on abortion and gay marriage? Uh, I really don't know what they are because she's changed her mind several times. <laughs> I, yeah. she, I think she's pretty consistent on this. I, mean, I don't think so. No, gay marriage. She actually originally voted against. She no. wasn't. Oh. Her, no, absolutely in not. In her last no, candidacy, when they, she was against. Uh, uh, marriage or whatever it's called. Been a long time ago. Marriage. Her first candidate. It's eight years ago. Eight years ago, she did not she's publicly support gay marriage. But now she's in favor of it. Yeah, of course. Well, the Times have changed, right? Times change, yeah. Yeah, people change. So you're right. So, so 100%. There's no way you're going to agree with all the candidates' views. What we're saying is, let's. If this candidate has specific views, which, in your moral book, are evil, so can I support? Them? The bottom line is, because we're over time, is you have to stop paying me over time. Oh, the, the bottom line <laughs> is, is that uh, is is that there's a, there's also another thing, which is number four, which is if you're going to avoid risk, um, meaning meaning if there's danger, I need to like we we once I don't know if you remember we showed that video once the carpet cleaning guy. Yeah. So there was a Gemara says there that this guy supported a murder, like he's the murderer, and he liked the way I slit the throat, and he said yes. So you have the same problem. That's flattery. That's supporting evil. So the, so Tosfot, the commentators there say he was allowed to do that to save his life because he wouldn't support the guy. If he wouldn't say he liked the way he slit his throat, the guy would have killed him, right? So the same thing. So the question is when it comes uh, when it comes to saving the country, let's say like you're saying, or it comes to saving Israel, where I have to, we have to vote for this candidate because there's, if not, our whole country could be at risk. So we have to pick the better of the two evils. So you might have number four also. Where is that that uh, if there's a risk involved in not flattering this candidate, right, if he's going to lose because I'm not donating to his campaign, I'm not going to vote for him, so then it could be I'm allowed to vote for him in, in the, that sense of, of uh, I'm avoiding risk, either to the state of Israel, to our country, whatever it is. So that's, that's really what it boils down to. At the end of the day, at least according to Moshe Feinstein, there would not be a problem um, of supporting, he doesn't address this topic, but I'm, I'm applying his rationale, meaning that, that as long as you're not officially condoning these specific views of evil, so then you're okay. The following presentation was recorded live by the Jewish Ethics Institute. Thank you.